Passionate DJ Podcast, where we are becoming better DJs through passion and purpose. And now your host, David Michael. Hey, what's up, Passionate DJs? This is the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and with me is the one, the only, the mighty Modingo. What up, y'all? What's up, man? How you doing? Finally happy to be back recording. I just can't seem to get myself here with everybody else. <laughs> That's what everybody keeps saying. So, you know, I'll just, I'll schedule them all on the side and it all works out. So, uh, this is an experiment. We're doing this live. Yep. Uh, so we haven't done, we've done some live stuff, but, but we haven't done. not since 100. Yeah, we yeah. haven't done a full live episode since 100. And this wasn't planned at all, uh, actually. Mo sent a message saying, hey, did you see all this tractor stuff that's going on? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I'm already writing the outline. You want to come over tonight? Yep. <laughs> and so that turned into this live stream. Yep. So those of you who are in the Facebook group, hopefully you are seeing this right now. Uh, welcome. We're, like I said, this is an experiment. We're just giving this a shot. Uh, we know we want to do a lot more live stuff, a lot more YouTube, a lot more video. And uh, so we decided to go ahead and uh, take this opportunity to do that because there's a lot of big native instruments tractory kind of business going on and uh, so we wanted to get that news out to you guys straight away and even if you're not a tractorian um, you should pay attention because then you're gonna learn about what you're missing absolutely so um, real quick so you are officially a retiree is that yes, correct I am no longer in the military I am no longer an active duty member of the military as of Tuesday so yeah I, you probably have heard this 800,000 times over the course of your career, but now that it's all over, thank you for your service, oh, sir. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to pay me a blunt or something. <laughs> yeah, not on the live stream. <laughs> no. Disregard, kids. So, no, c- congrats, man. Oh, thank That's, you, bro. Uh, Appreciate it, man. That was, that was, how long was your career? 26 years. 26 years. 26 years and four days? Yeah. Well, not, not that anybody's <laughs> counting. counting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, awesome ride. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, had the opportunity to meet uh, plenty of awesome people um, inside the military as well as outside. And, uh, yeah, time to go on to the next chapter. What is the next chapter? Do you have one yet? I thought you were going to give me a job here full-time with Passionate <laughs> DJ. Is, is, that not what's, is, is that what's happening? <laughs> uh, well, this has been the Passionate DJ podcast. <laughs> uh, for those of you watching live, go ahead and uh, shoot us something in the comments, and uh, we'll shout you back out. What's up to Silent Gloves? Yeah, can you guys hear us okay? I know that the, the audio is probably weird for you guys in the live stream. I'm probably on the left channel and Mo's on the right channel. Um, I'll fix that for the podcast version, but uh, that was something I discovered at the last minute and couldn't fix, so hopefully that's not weird for you. But uh, uh, I think everything should sound good. It looks pretty good on the preview. So yep. real quick, I want to read a few reviews that we've reviewed. Uh, received on our Facebook page. This one comes from Ben O'Grady. He said, awesome podcast. I listen every week and have learned a lot. Keep up the good work. And he's actually one of the guys I uh, communicated with. He's also a CrossFitter and a DJ. Oh, that's okay. I didn't yep. realize that was him. And um, we had a long talk, about an hour-long chat, video chat, and just kind of gave him some tips and tricks, uh, let him pick my brain for a while, and going to follow up with him, see uh, what kind of progress he's making. And hopefully now that I'm retired might have the opportunity to go down and actually DJ a competition with him at some point. Nice, so that'd nice. be pretty sweet. Uh, we have another one here from Brent Roberts. It says, having knowledge is one thing, but learning knowledge is far much better since it increases the wealth and breadth of wisdom you currently possess. Finding places that not only promote, but more importantly, educate is crucial in this day and age. And from what I've seen, Passionate DJ does that in spades. Great work, and I can't wait to see what the future holds in store. 
Awesome reviews, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brent. We really appreciate that. And uh, if you would like to leave us a review on Facebook, it's really helpful to us and to uh, the the general, uh, what do you call it, social proof thing when people see our reviews and see that you guys are enjoying the show. So go over to the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash passionate DJ and leave us an honest review. We would really appreciate it. And also it does make us feel uh, validated for lack of a better term. But when you guys <laughs> leave us those messages and awesome feedback like that, uh, it really helps us feel good about what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Facebook, uh, obviously you guys in the live stream, uh, guys and gals are hearing this already, but uh, for those of you listening on the replay uh, or on the podcast, make sure you join us on the Facebook community group. That's passionatedj.com forward slash community. It'll take you right there, and uh, you can join in, uh, you know, the next time we do this. Yeah, absolutely. So. A uh, couple of news items that were, of course, this is a pretty news-heavy episode. But well, a lot of stuff has dropped in the past 72 hours, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been big, uh, and even really in the a week or two prior to that, uh, Pioneer had some announcements, mm-hmm. the XDJRR. We just talked about this in the yep. pre-show. Uh, this is a new two-channel system from Pioneer. Uh, it works with uh, record box-prepared USB sticks, mm-hmm. so uh, or it works as a controller, so it's just like the... Um, RX2 in that sense where uh, you can plug in a a USB drive and no laptop and it'll run like that but it'll also run as a controller through uh, Rekordbox DJ it's got two jog wheels uh, four performance pads per Mm -hmm. deck it does have auxiliary and mic inputs uh, beat effects section with three effects and it's got those uh, sound color effects that you see on all the Pioneer mixers these days kind of the holy like half of the holy grail because it doesn't have four (laughs) channels but uh, having that flexibility of not having to have a laptop is uh, something that we all as DJs are looking for continually. But uh, at least there's more offerings for controllers that don't require laptops anymore. So, Yeah, it's like 1000 bucks. Yeah, and so. that, yeah, that's the other thing. The price point was uh, actually kind of surprising that it's, I mean, it's almost an upgrade of the RS2, but about $500 less. Yeah, five or five or six. Yeah, I think the total was like a thousand forty nine. Yeah, which like that. for Pioneer for them to offer a quote budget uh, platform that's so robust was kind of surprising. I was looking for things that were potentially missing. Yeah, you know, which I mean, there are some features that aren't there, but for that price point to have a standalone controller, it's pretty awesome. And one thing that wasn't clear to me was how mu- uh, how does it compare size wise uh, and weight yeah. wise because the the RX two is kind of it's kind of a big boy, yeah. right? I mean, it's kind of bulky. I, I made a little bit of fun of it in the YouTube channel, and a couple of you guys uh, yelled at me for it. But uh, it's one of those things that mm. it's just if if portability is your main concern, the RX two wasn't necessarily ideal for that. Um, this seems like it's a little bit stripped down, so I wonder yeah, if that's Yeah, and Jack, and Jack Sheets, uh, Mr. Shifter, a.k.a. Jackie Boy. Hey, hey, Jack. A, a.k.a. Well, I'm sure he's got other monikers, but he's saying that it doesn't have uh, touchscreens, so that's where they shave some cash gotcha, off. Gotcha, uh, yeah. That's why you're saving some cash there. Okay, cool. Uh, now, obviously, I don't have a review of that yet, but you can see the XDJ RX2 review on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash passionate DJ. Um, it's not all great announcements from Pioneer, though. Uh, they actually recently announced some problems with the DDJ SX3. Yeah. So if you own one of these, you're going to want to pay attention. Here's the announcement from Pioneer. It says, we regret to announce that we've discovered a problem with some of our DDJ 
SX3 controllers. If you own this product, we apologize for any trouble this may have caused you. We've identified an issue in some SX3 controllers which can cause the audio output to freeze or make all of the unit's LED lights switch off. All of the affected SX3 controllers will be examined and repaired free of charge at an authorized Pioneer DJ Repair Center. We'd like to thank you for your continued support for our products, and we're sorry for the inconvenience, yada, yada, yada. So here's the, the, the catch here. The, the way to identify it, if you have one of these SX3s, uh, you can look on the, I think it's on the bottom and on the packaging for the actual product. And there's a picture of Scott Bayo. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a barcode uh, that would either will or will not have a little black spot directly to the right of the barcode. Mm -hmm. If yours does have a black dot, let me make sure, let me reread that and make sure I'm saying that right. If your barcode has a black dot beside it, your controller is not affected. So if it's missing, uh, you need to give Pioneer a call, and they will give you a free repair, and they're not calling it a recall. A recall, correct. But uh, they will uh, service it for free. So make sure to give them a call, and I'll put in the show notes uh, the link to that. links recall, and the phone number the, and all that. Not, not the recall, the service. The service. <laughs> service, yes. Um, and then uh, one more quick hardware announcement before we get on to the tractory things. Uh, the Denon yes. SC5000, mm -hmm. they came out with the SC5000M. Okay, yep. Now, this is basically identical to the original 5000, the, you know, the, the CDJ alternative mm -hmm. uh, from Denon, uh, which is great. Uh, uh, Denon's listening. I would yeah. love to review one of those. Yeah, the dual-layer, um, <laughs> standalone. Uh, oh, and then the larger screens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're super nice. Um, so basically what they did is they removed those little center screens, those little displays, and instead they added motorized jog wheels. Mm -hmm. So uh, with it like a 7-inch vinyl mm -hmm. disc on it. So it's kind of like the, the, uh, the NX7. new mark. Yeah, yeah. NS7. Uh, and it comes in at the, the same price as the regular one. Yes. So Which is kind of interesting because um, it's like, because the price they're on the regular adding, one certainly didn't drop. Because well, I looked. Yeah, they're, they're adding moving parts, <laughs> but they're not giving a discount to the other one. But they yeah. are taking the display out, so I guess they're saying it's a trade off okay. there. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting that they're they're kind of appealing to uh, different DJ market segments mm -hmm. with the same product by just changing a major feature, mm -hmm. and that's not something we've at least that I can think of that we've really seen a whole lot of in the the DJ hardware market. Just well, changing one feature and coming out with an iterative release. Yeah, that's so different, you know. I mean, I guess the closest would be to Native Instruments with the S4 platform and the S2 platform, where you're taking out, you know, two channels, but it, for the most part, it looks the same. Yeah, you know. but it's a different product. Yeah, though, with a different Getting price a different point. Different price point. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that's pretty cool, you know. And it's it's kind of interesting. It seems like uh, motorized platters are kind of a thing again. Like maybe they're kind of coming back. Well, I mean, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but the only platform that ever had the motorized platforms prior to all this was the the new mark, right? The only all-in-one controller. Okay. Um, there have been other um, motorized platter like single deck. Okay. Controllers, but. None of them really ever caught on mm -hmm. uh, all that much. They it kind of seems popular, I mean, other than the new cool, mark. But yeah, yeah. So, but now everybody's kind of getting in on the action, and I, I don't know if it's kind of like the further we get technologically involved with DJing, and and it becomes a little more producery. Maybe that's kind of a way to 
bring it back to the roots. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is like a spinning media <laughs> that you can manipulate. It's like and, a real record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're going to come back to that uh, motorized platter thing in a little bit. But let's uh, let's move on to tractor. You want to talk about all this? Let's, let's get some Native Instruments love out here. So it, it's kind of funny because uh, Nick says the audio is a little bit quiet. So I apologize. I'm not sure if there's anything I can do about that. I'll turn these mics up a tad. But it might make it a little noisier in here. I don't know if that helps, Nick. Um. So <laughs> Jack Sheet says motorized platforms are not my thing. <laughs> you know, they're they're not for me either. I I get the the desire to have them, yeah. but I don't I don't think if I had them I would ever use them for any purpose. <laughs> for me, spending that much money, I kind of view it as that's one more thing that can break. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thought process on it. Yeah, adding adding moving parts is never a good thing for reliability. Rarely no. a good thing for reliability. Um, so it's, it's funny. I've been, uh, we, we got all these kind of tractor related bombshells this morning, Mm -hmm. you know, in our email and on the blogs and everything. And I had already planned on doing a a tractor episode. In fact, this episode is called tractor. Wherefore art thou? And that, (laughs) that episode or that uh, episode title was already decided before now. Um, and that started out from from wanting to kind of go over a lot of the common complaints that we keep hearing from DJs about Tractor uh, because they've been kind of MIA for a while. Uh, what tra- Pro Two dropped around four thirteen? Uh, yeah, I don't. And they came out with like a, a few major like releases with bug fixes and added a few features yeah. and stuff. And then there was this huge dead spot through. 2016 2017 mm-hmm. where just nothing was happening there was like one or two releases and then suddenly they started happening again right mm-hmm. uh, and then it stopped again because they changed leadership yeah they changed leadership and they, they got, got some more financial backing some financial yeah. backing they have a new tractor head of something or other mm-hmm. um digital head, head of tractorism did, a, did yeah. an interview with them um so it's it sounds like they're at least trying to make the appearance of tractor having some activity mm-hmm. Um, but some of the you know the common stuff that we've heard, uh, one big complaint is the lack of uh, like elastic beat grids yeah. or uh, that's, warping. Yeah, that's the most. When I look in the forums, uh, that's one of the most common complaints I see. Now, does Serato have a feature like that? Or I don't think so. You're asking the wrong person. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Where's my Serato users at? Do they have yeah, something somebody, like somebody that? Yeah, somebody will comment in, in there. But uh, you know, it's. It's kind of frustrating because tractor, tractor is so um, historically. It's one of those things you get under the hood with, and you mm-hmm. fool with it, and you do creative, weird things with it. It's like they almost want you to mess with it. Yeah, they want you to hack it. It's yeah. it's atypical DJing mm-hmm. approach, and but they kind of they really limit you by not ever letting you change the beat grid or change the tempo of a track or something like that so you mm-hmm. set your beat grid once and then you're stuck there so mm-hmm. if the track drifts if it changes tempo or anything like that or if it's a live track yeah yeah so i mean that's where you know the, the mad skills come in right yeah. you figure that out but that's not a complaint that's a complaint for the software right is that they're not offering this and so that would allow people to do more creative things with Mm -hmm. changing tempo and that sort of stuff yeah so that's we haven't heard anything about that uh the other one is video yeah uh people want video um you know vjs and 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 visualizations um you know record box is doing it virtual dj is doing it all the software packages 
are adding this video support and it's just been kind of like a dead zone for tractor uh, they haven't really said much about that people they've complained about the shying away from jog wheels so like the control s5 or um s8 s5 d2 yeah missing all uh, jog wheels and having the touch strips and, and all that kind of stuff um of course, that's going to be a matter of preference. That goes back and forth depending on um, what kind of DJ you are, what kind of DJ you are, how old you are. Mm-hmm. Some some of that stuff plays in. Um, but yeah, the shying away from jog wheels and not offering it as an option on the flagship hop uh, hardware has been uh, a big complaint. Uh, poor interoperability with other native instrument stuff like machine, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it it seems obvious <laughs> that if you were native instruments and you had if you look behind me, you see the machine studio and the the uh, uh, control S series keyboard. <clears throat> Native Instruments is a software company. They started be able making to, hardware. Yeah, yeah, they should be able to easily integrate all this stuff. So why isn't it? You know, they did eventually add Ableton Link for mm-hmm. for timing and all that kind of stuff. But it, it seems like you should be able to like add machine, <laughs> boop, and it just and goes. You know? When I got back into the DJing after my hiatus, because I decided I had to be a parent and you know kind of put some things aside that was one of the reasons i actually went with native instruments because they were a software company that developed its own hardware yeah and my thought process was the same just like you well if they can make the software they should be able to make the hardware work well with said software but as we've seen in the past some of the things didn't integrate super awesomely and then that also leads into a similar thing which is the lack of vst support mm-hmm. which is you know <laughs> When people complain about the lack of well, VSTs, I'm like, nobody's really doing that. Just but, for, for, for reference, though, VST. Oh, yes. Uh, so that that would be like, a, basically, it's a plug-in for your studio software. So FL Studio or Ableton or something like that, when you add an effect to a slot or you add an instrument, uh, that's a VST. It's a Cubase thing. It's mm-hmm. a .VST file is what they came from. But... Um, so there's these, you know, there's just like thousands of, of VSTs out there, some of them free, some of them paid, and uh, Native Instruments knows how to work with VSTs, yeah. so some people are like, hey, you know, they even uh, offer, I think they call it the twa- the Tractor 12 or something like that, where you can the, the, buy those as VST effects mm-hmm. and drop them in your software, but just not the other way around. So we haven't seen anything like that. Uh, lots of complaints about the library management. Do you have anything to say about that? Because I know, didn't you have some troubles yeah. with, with the library either? It was with the remix sets. Okay. So if you guys have followed the show, you know I go and I do a lot of um, sporting events, uh, mainly football. And one of the things I do is I use my F1 and I have a bunch of remix sets. So like little loops, you know, of either you know, drops from a song or vocal, you know, things like the more, I do the more cowbell one yeah, and the Kevin Hart, all right, all right, all right, you know, and I'll hit that. And for a while between some of those software patches, every time I went to shut down my software, it would delete my entire set, <laughs> which if you're not familiar with a little less F1, than ideal, little, yeah, if you're not familiar with the F one, I think it's, it can record it. You can program 64 different samples. So imagine every Friday afternoon having to reprogram 64 samples into my F one became kind of a pain in the ass to the point where for an entire football season, I didn't shut off tractor. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little problematic. (laughs) 
This is just a dedicated device now. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, do not turn this thing off. Uh, you know, there's been also, like, mapping complaints and, like, you know, you require tractor certification to have any kind mm-hmm. of good for performance, especially with jog wheels. Yeah. You know, like, if you connect, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking across the way. I've got a, a couple of reloop controllers over there, which are great pieces of hardware. Mm-hmm. Awesome jog wheels on them. Big, hefty, meaty things. But if you and they come with, uh, well, they don't come with. They provide tractor mappings for those controllers. I did not know that. Yeah, but if you if you hook up anything that's not a tractor controller, I don't know if you've ever done that. But anything with a jog wheel, there's just there's a latency there hmm. that doesn't affect me too much because I'm not a super tricky, crazy scratch DJ. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, it's it's noticeable to me, so I know it's noticeable to, to scratch to DJs. Else, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like. You, it feels like it's lagging behind you. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just like, is it lagging? It's it's very. Is it obvious. me? Is it you? Is it yeah? Yeah, and so it, and, and that's I mean that's been the case for like a decade. I mean that's okay. that's not new. I don't know if that's something that they do kind of on purpose <laughs> to make you buy one of their products. Yeah. yeah, or not. But it's always been that way. Um, you know, a general lack of follow through on uh new features from native instruments so Mm -hmm. they you know they do stuff like uh they push remix decks really hard and then kind of all the time it seems like every month they're coming out with a new remix set but they don't really they just don't seem to catch on they don't seem obviously don't seem to get proper support yeah because (laughs) Um, if you wait long enough they'll give them to you for free (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then in stems, like I really thought stems would would take off better yeah. than it has. Um, it doesn't seem like they're giving up on those because they we'll talk about this, but they do they're they're keeping those in the new version. Well, I think part of the challenge that people had with stems it was the lack of understanding of how stems work because from I'm not a uh, I'm I'm not a producer or anything, so my thought was when stems first came out, I could just put any track in there and it would break it up into all four parts. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I think that was the misconception a lot of non-producers had. It's like, so, oh, it's got to be like they've got to create this with that in mind from the get-go. Yeah. And yeah. So I think in order to get that more accepted, which I don't even know if it's possible, but just to be able to take a normal MP3 or a um, or a lossless file and be able to. Sh- spread out all four tracks that way. I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but you know, I I've I read somewhere that they I think it was Native Instruments they bought some company or some technology that was supposed to help them do that, like mm-hmm. break out quote unquote stems from yeah. full tracks, which historically has been like that's just something you just you just can't do that. You it's just like dividing by zero. Right, right. Yeah. Um I don't know how good that technology is or if it's ever gone anywhere, yeah. but uh, if they could for you know quote master that and push that out i think it would help stems to gain a lot more acceptance um and then you know the other kind of final complaint that we've heard is there's no real way to do standalone tractor uh from a hardware perspective um you've got to you know be tethered to the laptop Mm -hmm. um, which is a complaint that's been going on for a long time but now that other companies are really starting to come out with these robust uh standalone systems People are kind of looking at native instruments like, Going, hey, guys. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and they made an attempt at that with the S8 and the S5 where you could, you know, close the laptop at least. And you could still do some management yeah. with the with the screens there. But you still need a laptop. And I, I think the yeah. the closest we've come to seeing something like a standalone tractor system is 
Denon going, hey, we'll we'll import tractor libraries and play them. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's not exactly a full tractor experience. I can't go, oh, these are my effects chains that I had set up in yeah. tractor and yeah. then do that, um, you know, or anything like that. Uh, of course, you can't really do that on Pioneer either. But no. um, so it's not a full tractor experience, but you can read the collections. And so this is obviously something that uh, people in the market want. Mm-hmm. And one thing for a lot of the platforms like the S4 and the S2 uh, is there was no XLR outputs on the back, which I thought was kind of weird. You know, the, the S8 has that. I don't know if the 5 did or not, but it just seemed kind of weird. I like, think the 5 did. It did? Okay. It just seemed odd, like, why does this not have the, XLRs? The original S4 didn't even have booth outputs, which was Oh, the Mark One. Frustrating. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I had one in, like, 2011, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh. <laughs> how, do I, right? <laughs> how do I listen to myself here? And, you know, there there have been other recent concerns as, uh, you know, as of this year in February, the end of February, they discontinued the D2, which was the uh, the DEX controller for the... In, hold on, I'll grab it. For those of you watching the video, the D2 is basically this section right here, just mm-hmm. the DEX section of this Control S8. So we're doing a Price is Right thing that for those of you listening at home. <laughs> Which it could kind of answer some of those problems. You know, you could have a... Because I think Tony talked about when we were doing one of those uh, baller, balling out of control setups. Mm-hmm. I think he had one where he had like a turntable on one side and a, and a S or a D5 on the other mm-hmm. side or something. So that way you could take advantage of the stems piece. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a great... I thought it was a great unit. Mm-hmm. Carl Cox uses them. A couple other big-name DJs started using them, and they discontinued it, um, along with the, the S5, which is the smaller version of the, the S8. Yeah, because I think Carl Cox used to use, like, a DJM 1000 and D5s or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it was sure. Felix the House Cat. I think I saw it. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, and the, the other thing that they've kind of abandoned is Tractor DJ, which is the iOS app. Yeah. Um, they haven't, I looked at it earlier today, they haven't seen any iterative updates on that or like bug fixes for at least a year. Yeah. And it's down and, to like $2 now or something. Yeah. And like it, it hasn't had a major feature upgrade kind of release in like three years. And it's actually pretty easy to use. I have it's it on my iPad. Yeah. I have it on my iPad. I think that's what's so shocking about it. It's like, it's a pretty great app. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it was the first the first time I said, okay, iPad DJing can be serious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we're getting there. And then they just like walked away from it. Yeah. Seems like. Um, and then the, uh, we talked about this before, the uh, the Nexus 2 CDJ mm-hmm. uh, didn't have HID support for like eight months yeah. after it came Which out. Which was, everybody forever. was like scratching their head like, what? Like, where? Why would you, why would you not do this? This is the most important <laughs> piece of hardware. Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. So it's, it's just been, it's been a weird kind of long rough uh, year or two for yeah. native instruments just a lot of things that they did it you asked why did you do this you know yeah <laughs> they, they were kind of not delivering as robust products and updates as we the customers thought they should so kind of neglectful kind of felt like you know a little unloved but well, maybe they're hear- hearing us because they Perhaps. did finally announce some. They showed some signs of life. Here. Yes. So, um, the the big announcements are the uh, Mark III versions of the Control S2 and the Control S4, yep. and a new version. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and the uh, new 
uh, version of Tractor. So Tractor Pro 3, Three. they've actually yep. started calling it that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's been some talk about uh, what that's going to be, and, and it, it, it's all, like, just announced as we record. We're recording we just, this on Thursday, and it's going to publish on Monday, for those yeah. of you not watching the live stream. So this is the, yeah, the 6th of September, 18. It dropped this morning, I believe. Yeah. Because I think I texted you probably about 10 o'clock. And by then, it already been out for about an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, they're, they're pretty cool. The S2 is just kind of a minor upgrade. We'll, we'll start there. Um, you know, the Control S2, it's a small two-channel controller, just like you uh, remember if you're a tractor user. Um, pretty portable. It's got two jog wheels and, and two channels. Uh, well, they, it's a four-deck two-channel mixer. and what that, yeah, Dual layer. Yeah, it's, it's dual layer. So you can control four decks, but you have two line faders. Um, they uh, include a high-end audio interface. It's powered by USB, and it does come with the new uh, Tractor Three, uh, Tractor Pro Three, the full version. It comes out in the fall for two ninety nine, mm-hmm. which was that, that that dropped my jaw right there. Yeah, that's that's dirt cheap. Because when I bought my S two Mark II, I think I paid like six hundred bucks for it when it had just come out. Uh, the uh, so they've added more pads. It's got eight RGB pads on each deck, um, and that's you know for triggering your cue points and loops, and uh, it also gives you access to remix decks and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they've upsized the jog wheels, so they're a little bigger now, um, which is interesting. So they were shying away from jog wheels, now they're yeah, making them yeah. bigger. Um, they're touch touch they're touch sensitive now, so they um allow for more accurate nudging, cueing, scratching, and stuff. So, you you know, it can detect if you're touching the top or the side and all that. Uh, and then they've actually added this new feature called Mixer Effects. And this is similar to the uh, Pioneer okay. color effects, where it's like a single knob mm-hmm. effect thing. All in one, so, yeah. Yeah, so like a low pass, high pass, mm-hmm. whether you turn it left or right or something. It's that kind of thing. And it's that's entirely independent from the normal effects engine. Mm, so, so you can do that on top of it. If I understand it correctly, you could hook up turntables to it and still take advantage of those. Um, you or, or like if you're playing actual vinyl. I don't think uh, I don't think this S2 has uh, external input. Well, okay, well, but, but for the S4, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Um, that was true on the S8. I'll put it that way. Okay. So I could connect my turntables to the S8 and then use the filters on it. It didn't have the color effects, yeah. so... It depends on if it de- if it depends on the software or not for that feature. Okay, that's right. Um, and then they've changed the layout a little bit, and I've got a picture of it for you here, mm-hmm. Mo. Uh, but one thing that I notice about the layout, yep. well, there are two two things. Um, it's asymmetrical now. Yeah, it's not the mirror image. Yeah, yeah. So the the pitch faders are on the right side on each deck. So mm-hmm. before, you know, you had uh, it, it was like a mirror image, like you said. So the outer edge of the controller would have the pitch faders and stuff. This time it's mirrored, which I find interesting because that makes me think that they might be coming out with modulars with jog wheels on them. They need to. I, I just just they hun- need to just do a, something. Just a hunch. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, uh, since they made the jog wheels bigger, they moved the pitch faders down so they sit down by the beat pads mm-hmm. close to your belly. Yeah. Right. So they're smaller now. It, but one thing I do like about they moved the filter buttons down above the volume faders where the filter buttons used to be on top up by the effects panel. Was it on the S2? Mm-hmm. I didn't on the S2 that. and S4. 
because I'm sorry on the S4 they're down low. That, that's why when I first time I used your S8, that's one thing I really liked is that the filters um, were right above the volume faders yeah. instead of having to reach all the way up top on the S2. Uh, so that leads us right into the S4, which is uh, the S4 is pretty exciting. The Mark III, I think. Um, so they've added visual and physical feedback for some added precision. Uh, oh, and motors. So we talked about motorized platters earlier. Uh, Native Instruments is finally adding motorized platters to their controller, and they're doing that on the S4. So this one comes out November first. It's eight ninety nine. And they call the system Haptic Drive. They say, we've re-envisioned what jog wheels can do and what you can do with them. They're now motorized, and they provide you with haptic feedback. It's a new way of connecting your tracks in three different modes. Not only do its motorized jog wheels spin and react to nudging, scratching, pitch fading, and backspins, they transmit cue points, loop markers, and, uh, and more direct to your fingertips. And with RGB LED rings and high-res color displays, keeping all the info, blah, blah, blah. So here, here's the, the rub. Basically, what they've done is they've uh, made some similar changes to the S4. They made the jog wheels bigger and stuff. They made them touch-sensitive. They made them with haptic feedback. And what that means is it'll do stuff like if you are cueing and you're moving the jog wheel around and you find a cue point and you kind of rub, you know, scrub over the cue point, it will vibrate or give resistance or click or something mm -hmm. uh, push back against you so that you know that you feel it instead of having to look at it, which and, is kind of dope, I think. Yeah, and the easy point of reference for those of you that use um, Apple products such as the iPhone or an iWatch, that little uh, vibration you get like when you that simulates yes. a button push, that's what they're talking about exactly. with the haptic feedback. Um, and then in addition to that, they also added an LED ring. light ring yep. around so you can see kind of track position. <clears throat> and then they also added a screen. It's a very tiny little screen, mm -hmm. and it's uh, right above the uh, – let me pull up the picture here for you, Mo, in case you haven't gotten a good look at this. Oh, I'm having Wi-Fi issues here. But basically, uh, the screens are like right under the jog wheels, and they're, I don't know, a couple inches by a couple inches. Uh, but Native Instruments, uh, I say this having a lot of it behind me, they're really good at fitting a lot of information onto a very small screen. Mm -hmm. uh, they're very clever with uh, their their UI and the, like when you touch things and things slide up and down and mm -hmm. all that. So I imagine they've gotten that really dialed in. Um, and especially because that was the first time they introduced that was the S8 series. And that's the one thing I noticed when I was using yours for, um, for the first time. It is kind of preemptive where like I would touch like one of the dials and like the screen uh, would change predicting that I was going to do something specific, you know, yeah. like whether it be loop size or um, I think uh, output gain. You, you start like using that. it just to check stuff. You mm -hmm. know, if you don't want to change it, just like, what was that on? Oh, okay. You just kind of touch it yeah. and it pops up. Yeah. I thought that was great. So if they, if they start really integrating a lot of that stuff into the S4, it becomes a lot more appealing. Um, they had something on the website here about the different modes. And I want to see if I can find that. As far as for the jog wheels? Yeah, they have like a scratch mode, like a turntable mode for vinyl style mixing. So motorized jog wheels spin according to track tempo and deck behavior. So once again, they're motorized. So if you have it in turntable mode, it'll spin and do mm -hmm. the whole thing and act like, like a set of turntables with torque and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm just getting over a cold. Sorry for the coughs, guys. Um, and then it's got like a classic, more CDJ style 
of mm-hmm. jog mode. Um, but then it gives you the haptic feedback and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And uh, then there's also actually a dedicated button on there where you can set your beat grid mm-hmm. quickly, like right there on the fly. Uh, so those are all great, useful tools. Yeah. Useful tools. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what am I missing here? Oh, color-coded deck visualization. So you can control uh, four decks just like you could before. When you switch to your, you know, between your decks A and C, and uh, you know, on the left side, it'll change from blue. The LED ring and all your lights will change from blue to like an orange color. So it's very obvious. You know, the mm-hmm. S8 kind of does that too. It lets you know that you're controlling your your third or fourth deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's and that's kind of helpful without having to look up at the screen and knowing that you're on that alternate deck. Yeah. So here's, they have a little blurb here about the high-res displays. Two high-resolution displays keep your eyes on the mix as well as your ears. Easily see tempo, looping, track time, and waveform information, as well as stem and remix deck components. That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. I wonder how they cram all the remix deck stuff on there. Yeah. Open up a big filter and cut the bass before switching decks and dropping a new kick without looking anywhere else. So it seems like they are bringing some of that keep your eyes out of the laptop philosophy from the S5 and the S8 into their original flagship product yeah. of the S4, which is kind of interesting. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, it's got booth output and quarter inch. It's got XLR and RCA outputs. Yep. Um, DVS support. Mm-hmm. So you can use it with Tractor Scratch. And then even on the front, it's got the uh, the three millimeter and the quarter uh, headphone yeah, inputs yeah. on it too. Not a big deal, but just showing you that they're taking a fine attention to those little details. Yeah. And then it does uh, come along with the uh, the similar layout changes uh, that, that come with the S2. Yeah. It's a little more obvious on the S4 just because there's more going on. Um, and then, so all that leads into, obviously, the software, which is Tractor Pro 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they haven't said much about it yet. No. Um, and probably some of our listeners will know more <laughs> than, than we can say right now by mm-hmm. the time this goes to the podcast, the recorded version. Uh, but what we know right now is that they've updated the UI. It's um, it's optimized for HD displays. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a Retina MacBook or something like that, uh, that will actually look properly high res now. Uh, it's darker. It's flatter. Um, it's a little more in line with other Native Instruments stuff. Yeah. If you've seen Machine and stuff, you kind of know what to expect. It it looked the same, but a little bit sexier. I yeah. guess, you know, when they showed the quick display on uh, digital DJ tips cleaner, this morning. Yeah. And yeah. Um, of course, they added the, the mixer effects thing, uh, which is the single knob effects unit. Um, once again, I noted on here in my notes, these are completely independent from the regular tractor effects engine and can be used separately. But we don't know or not sure yet if or how they will work outside of the new hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether they're mappable or like unlocked to, to full width for the general user. We don't know anything about that yet. Yeah. Um, they actually have a brand new time stretching algorithm. <clears throat> so this would be uh, for, you know, changing the, the tempo and having your key lock on if you wanted to keep the pitch. They actually have a new algorithm for that. Uh, digital DJ Tips had a little blurb here. They said at the core of every digital DJ software or standalone player 
is a powerful algorithm that has the ability to speed up and slow down songs while preserving their quality. And the new Tractor Pro 3 Native Instruments has licensed the latest version of Z-Plane's Elastic Pro V3 time-stretching and pitch-shifting engine. And uh, I'm going to put a link in the description for this show uh, where you can actually go to a YouTube video and listen to an audio comparison of that. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I checked that out uh, after we had texted a little bit. Yeah. So they're they're pushing forward. They're not uh, just making things a little bit fancier. They're trying to evolve after, hell, six years off almost <laughs> <laughs> from the last major upgrade. Uh, they all, they finally added a reverse function, so you can play tracks backwards if that's you know something. If you you're do. into that thing, um, yeah. they actually added a mixer bypass function, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if you saw anything about this. No, I did not. So they're they're adding a, a capability where Tractor will bypass all of its internal processing. Mm-hmm. So any theoretically any coloring that Tractor does to the sound from processing it or pitch shifting it or any of that kind of stuff. It will just bypass all that and put it straight to the you know sound card or whatever. Okay. Um, and I guess the idea with that is like maybe if you've invested in like a super high end mixer or you know audio interface or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, and you've got all the gear that can handle that, then maybe you want to use that processing instead. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it sends unmolested audio directly to your sound card, um, and that's basically all we know about Tractor Three. Um, other than the features that we've mentioned that are present on the new hardware. Well, and it comes yeah. out October 18th. But, and one thing that Native Instruments did that I appreciate as a Tractor user is there, instead of having me buy the entire Tractor 3 software, they have an upgrade price, which is yes. going to be $49 versus $99 for the full version. So, you know, for me, having used them my entire digital DJ career, I, I appreciate that. There were some people that were butthurt about paying 50 bucks. I'd rather pay 50 than a hundred <laughs> you know, yeah. to keep it real. <laughs> well, and, the, and you know, native instruments has always been about like, Hey, if you buy one of our things, you just get the software. Yeah. You get the full, you know, they've been on that train for a while. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You don't have to buy. Well, I mean, with the exception of using DVS, <laughs> uh, once you buy tractor pro three, you get all the features and functions, uh, except for DVS support, which you would have to buy scratch. So am, am I missing anything here as far as complaints about Tractor and Native Instruments that you can think of? Because I'm sure there's more because I, I see it all the time. Well, Because their, their user base is supposedly cut by like half or something. I well, mean, their tech support has been shit. Yeah. Because um, like when I was going through my struggles uh, with the remix sets, like it, they would just seem like canned automated answers all the time. And I actually had to resort to the forums to figure out what exactly what was going on. And for the best possible solution for me to not shut my program off for 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 three months, that's that's not a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, with the change in leadership and the uh, influx of money that they got from those new investors, hopefully they can beef those types of things up. Because in order for Tractor to regain that market share that they lost during that hiatus, if you want to call it that, uh, they lost some customers, and some of those customers will probably never come back. So they're going to have to do something to make up for they are going to have to atone for their sins, essentially. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I kind of wonder where they go from here. And, and I, I say that and I'm going to get into this in my wrap up here a little bit, but you know, tractor was always at the bleeding edge 
and then they just kind of fell off the wagon for a while. So mm-hmm. it's like, are they are they going to come back and be that company that's like, we want you to get in here and, and fool with this. And get under and, the hood, and, yep. And have like a producery kind of approach to DJing and, and mix things, chop things up and all that. Um, are they going to be a leader in this space again? Um, I kind of hope so because, uh, you know, listeners of the show know I've been a Tractor fan for I mean, a decade at least, mm-hmm. you know, so... I find myself more and more just using straight up record box setups because it's been easier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, and generally when you go to do a show like at a at a club, they're what are they going to have? They're going to have a pioneer setup. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else here? Any questions or anything in the group before we uh, um, wrap up? Here? Now, Steve had a good point about uh, the the setup. He said it's probably cheaper in terms of tooling to just have everything. Uh, to not be mirrored yeah instead of yeah. mirrored because then you got to reverse everything sure um grandma grandma says hello hi grandma <laughs> <laughs> uh she's come to my shows before too she really? saw me play at therapy once sweet uh i think that's pretty much it you've pretty much covered everybody's questions in here okay cool well i'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up here then but uh you know as a longtime tractor user I'm excited to finally see some signs of life in the tractor ecosystem. In fact, like I said, I planned on creating this episode long before this past week's announcements from Native Instruments, but the question remains, will it be enough for tractor to reclaim its spot as one of the biggest players in the DJ game? This episode's titled, Wherefore Art Thou Tractor? And I feel obligated to comment on the grammar to that. The word wherefore is not short for where. I'm sure somebody will call me out in the comments. <laughs> uh, even though it's often misused that way, it's actually short for for what reason. So in the iconic Shakespeare scene uh, in Romeo and Juliet, their feuding families were keeping them apart, and she isn't asking, where are you, Romeo? She's asking, why are you Romeo? Why, oh, why did I have to fall in love with Romeo? Mm-hmm. Um, and indeed, I've had similar feelings about Tractor. I'm not trying to get over dramatic about it, but as a longtime user, I find myself asking, why did I have to fall in love with Tractor? Because for a while, it looked like Native Instruments was going to leave me standing with a knife in my hand. How long would they backburner it? Is Tractor going by the wayside? The other big software packages were adding feature after feature while Tractor itself stood still. Now, many users have already jumped ship in favor of Serato or Recordbox or some other platform, and don't get me wrong, they're all great, but Tractor was always um, a pioneer in the DJ space. Native Instruments was always at the bleeding edge. It's what the nerds used. It's what you customized. It's what you got down and dirty with. But lately, it's felt a lot more like an abandoned property. And we may be hearing more in the coming weeks, but for now, we still haven't heard anything about streaming integration or standalone hardware or other features which might be imposed by a changing industry and technological landscape. And whether Tractor will embrace these necessities is yet to be seen. I certainly hope that Native Instruments isn't paying lip service and that they truly want to put Tractor back on their priority list. This new hardware and software is a step in the right direction, but hopefully Native Instruments makes me start to feel loved again. We'll keep tracking the progress on this as it develops, but for now, this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Take care, guys. Mo, thanks a lot, buddy. Later, y'all.